0: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
1: Down the block, Andrew Johnson. Inside for Elba.
2: NRL player news and re-signing. Liam Martin re-signed. But the big news about it is one year re-signing. That's interesting to me. It shows that uh, the Penrith Panthers cap is getting fucking massively squeezed. Uh, It shows they're sticking to quite a rigid uh, plan because you'd have to think if Crichton doesn't re-sign next year, surely there's at least – and and they they came out and said that they were going to offer him 700K – So if that's the case, they've at least they know they got seven hundred k, unless they spend it in a week, which I doubt. So they they must be being really rigid in their squad planning to not take part of that seven hundred k and give Liam Martin the two to three year deal. Uh, What do you think about this one?
3: Yeah, it's an interesting one. They've obviously got a lot of
2: quality back
3: rowers there. Uh, Like you got Scotty Sorensen that's still going to be sitting on the pine. I don't have Zach Hoskins in my team at the moment, and you know he was incredibly impressive coming into a Broncos team mid-season. Full pre and everything at the Penrith Panthers. How He's a guy you? that come in. you got no, Maverick fucking guy. How
2: dare you, Guru? <laughs> Bronco's pre-season is as good as Penrith preseason. We just struggle to put it together, mate. <laughs> We're young. And Penrith aren't young. Fucking, what it?
3: <laughs>
2: anyway, sorry. <laughs> apologies. Sorry to interrupt you there. Apologies, bro. Uh,
3: yeah, they've got a lot
2: of back rowers there.
3: Maverick guys coming through as well. So a lot of talented guys. So it'll be interesting. So, you know, as you said, their salary cap must be getting pushed. As it should be. Yeah, it's the price you pay. Uh, at the end of the day, it's the position you want to be in. Uh-huh. We're struggling to keep all of our superstars because we've developed them all
2: so well, and we're going so good that the probably the best Australian back rower for the World Cup is willing to sign a one year deal mm-hmm. when he would be getting offered at least five six hundred k by other clubs. Um, what a sad state of affairs where a Brisbane Broncos preseason is no longer considered an elite level standard. Fuck, that hurts so much. It is bro. crazy to think, though. Isn't I know it, it hurts yeah. so yeah. much, bro. Like, because, like, I'm, you know, I'm so used to like, we've got the best in the comp. You come to a Broncos preseason, you're fucking anyway. Sorry, just a bit of pain and trauma coming out there, boys. Um, <laughs> so yeah, back to Liam Martin. What do you reckon, Timmy?
1: Yeah, I mean, touched on it in that they do have some really promising back backrowers coming through there. Um, I suppose there's just so much talent. in... In this Penrith system and juniors, and you look at this year, we're going to see Taruva hopefully explode uh, in his opportunities. The first two rounds, at the very least, uh, Sonny Luke and you know Taylor May uh, hit the big time last season. And maybe they're just sitting there going, look, at any stage in the next year or two, we might have to pay big money for any of these sorts of blokes to keep potential future superstars in our team. So in signing Liam Martin on a one-year deal, maybe it allows a little, little bit more flexibility around these guys coming up through the system. So, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I said, there there could, could be a million different reasons why Liam Martin signed for a one-year deal, but great get for them. And if they, the fact they got him for one year and if it gives them that flexibility, huge win for Penrith.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> and, and just to add to their depth, there's not a move I would make, but... Isaac Tungo can play back row as well. Mm. Like that, they might have so many CTWs they're willing to let critter go, move mm. Isaac there, and then bring up. that. They've got Tom Jenkins, they've got Taruba, heap of talented guys there, and that's the beauty of where the Panthers are sitting. They can, similar to what they did with Garner, they can go and sign whoever they want for
2: unders. Mm. I know yeah. it's it's incredible, and like I don't think they get, they get enough credit. The Penrith Panthers, Panthers, I mean, they get we give them plenty of credit, but like Taylor May Tungo came in last year essentially. And now it's not, we're not even like oh, they're rookies anymore. We're just like, they're just gun. Like, Taylor and May had an incredible first season. Tungol was outstanding. And I understand Tungol played like, you know, what, six games or whatever off the bench the year before. But, like, this is how good this system is right now where not just one guy, two guys come in in their debut years and now they are established first graders. Like, you wouldn't, there's not a single person that would say Tungol or May's position is under threat. It's incredible. Mm. Yeah.
3: And, like, you look around this competition, how many guys are in other teams that aren't getting regular first-grade spots. If the Panthers reached out to them, they'd go on. Like, C.H.N. Um, from the Canberra Raiders. Oh. Imagine him if they said, hey, you want to play outside? Don't Nathan start. Cleary, floor, no 80 minutes.
1: Guru. Don't start.
2: Bring him home. <laughs> Don't bring, him bring him home. Him home mate. Don't yeah, you stole him, bro. You stole him from the, oh, oh. the Bulldogs. But bring him home, bro. He's a Penrith boy. Please. You Raiders, CK's honestly, you no, don't yeah. develop any of your own players, seriously, you're, you're as bad as the roosters
1: Tell that to the good, good folk of Wagga next week when we go there. Some, <laughs> Some of the legends that we've uh, developed out in our regional areas I
2: won't get out of Wagga alive, <laughs> no, I won't, won't fucking get, it'll be pitchforks, we'll be chased out with pitchforks boys <laughs> um, I'm worried
3: about how much they're going to like him, mate
2: yeah, I mean, you may be the beak for the day. You may take the beak mantle.
1: Someone has to like me
3: somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I was at a barbecue on Saturday talking to them about bloke and everything, and um, it came up that they were talking about their sons, and, I, and they went to the same school as Tim. I go, you don't know Tim, do you? And I opened up this Pandora's box of how much of a good fucking bloke Tim is for about oh, half an hour. Oh, yuck. I'm thinking, who's the guy that I spend all this time with every fucking
2: week? Yeah, league? seriously. You fucking split personality or what?
1: I'm going home when these tours, boys. <laughs> <laughs> get used to it, eh?
3: If I,
2: if I see, like, if we go out to Wagga or whatever and then you get carried like chaired out, that'll do me. That'll chaired fucking out, do
1: chaired me. Chaired out in me, me <laughs> RMs and my Cobra.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, so Liam Martin's resigning. It shows uh, loyalty from Liam Martin for sure. I think, I think a lot of credit needs to go to Liam Martin and this, these are the kind of contracts where, you know, everyone loves to blow up about the player that took this four-year deal at another club, but I'm sure that same uh, amount of... Uh, it won't be as vocal in regards to the current Australia wide-running forward, arguably the best player on the field for grand final, um, just signed a one-year deal to stay loyal. I mean, that, that deserves a wrap That deserves a wrap from Liam Martin But it also deserves a wrap from uh, the Penrith Panthers They can they can get that kind of loyalty uh, And he's a good country boy, Liam
3: yeah, And I think the timing of this could be interesting Obviously you've got, you know, kick out leaving the Panthers There's a question mark out there Just maybe their right edge become the strong side next year And mm. if so, <clears throat> Liam mm. Martin coming off contract at the end of that season Like, we, we might be heading into a career year in 2023, realistically
2: Yeah that's a, that's a good point because, like, it was towards the back end of last year that he started kicking on and the confidence he will take from the Australian Tour, um, sorry, the World Cup Tour. Yeah, so great news for Panthers, great news for Liam Martin. Uh, now, one of the great stories of the week, great stories of the week. As any footy fan, if, you, if this didn't bring a tear to the eye, then do you even watch Rugby League? Josh Reynolds gets a top 30 spot, upgraded from a training trial to a full-time gig at the Bulldogs. I mean, talk about one of the great stories. I don't care if he doesn't play a game all year. This is home is Bulldogs for Josh Reynolds, and sometimes you get the happy ending, and I think that this is the happy ending for Josh Reynolds.
3: He doesn't have to play a game. Yeah. That's mm. what he'll do. And, I, mate, I cannot believe how many people out there don't understand that. Mm. The amount of people I had messaging me are, you know, oh, gives away penalties, brain explosions. Fuck. He's what Canterbury is. He is like they've, – they've always had these guys that have just represented what Canterbury is and I think they've, they've lost their way over the last few years and mm. I think they'd be the first ones to admit that and I think this is, this is a great sign of where they want to be again.
2: Yeah. A, it sends a really strong message to the playing group as well because like Josh Reynolds is notoriously one of the best trainers in any squad. Uh, he prides himself on it. So when you go, he got upgraded – the message it sends to everyone else is like, this is the standard. Like, yeah, okay, he may be past his best footy. Yeah, okay, you know, he's not as good as our starting this, that, the next thing. But if you do all the little things right, we'll stay loyal to you. And if, if you can send that message to everyone, that's when you will turn them all into the best versions of themselves. I, I reckon he'll go very close to being there um, 14 for round one. I wouldn't be surprised. Honestly,
3: wouldn't be surprised. Beyond our Odo's he's out injured. So I, I reckon Josh Reynolds could quite possibly be the next guy up there.
2: hmm it, it would not surprise me. Like,
3: Imagine if you're sitting on the bench for Canterbury
1: waiting to go on, you've got him in your ear. Yeah,
2: Josh Reynolds is pumping you up. What do you reckon, Timmy?
1: It is, yeah. So, like, looking at worst-case scenario from an on-field perspective, let's say, you know, he doesn't play this season or hardly gets a crack and, you know, to a degree you've you've wasted – from a footballing centre, a spot in your top thirty uh, with a player who, you know, maybe's past his best. Spent a lot of time at, at Hull FC and was only sort of okay over there. What it'll bring to the doggies as a club and the things you boys have just touched on to, to the, as I said, rediscovering the identity of this such proud rugby league club, the culture of the club on and off the field, it means so much more. I should like was it a one year deal? Yeah, a yep. one year a one year deal. Mm-hmm. You know, the dogs have gone through such dark time the last five, six years, whatever it's been. He can now... He's the sign of, all right, we're coming out of this. The light's not at the end of the tunnel. We've reached it. And what he'll do for this playing group is going to be outstanding. You know, if they can get him... um On field for a a game of Belmore Oval And Josh Reynolds comes onto the ground And the crowd will just erupt Every player on that field will go How good is this to play for the Canterbury Bulldogs Uh, So, and then You know, the glass half will is all right. maybe he does still have a bit left in the tank As that 14 where he can come on And be a terrific utility for the Dogs Um, You know he gives everything he's got Every time he goes out there So, uh, and I'm with Guru there, There probably is a 14 role lingering around there For the Doggies this season And hopefully it
2: goes to Josh Reynolds it's, uh, it's interesting the whole, you know, I, we speak about it a lot, and I think a lot of the, you know, our listeners, they understand it, they get it. You know, we've all been in working environments where there may be a guy that's not the best worker in the sense of, like, he works, but he's not the most skilled, but the amount of happiness and joy he brings to the team is just as important as the guy that is extremely skilled and gets the job done. And you look at, okay, the Queensland dominant era, when we talked about the tradition and sending, like, what is it to be a bulldog? When Queensland were dominant, and they still do it to today, and you could even ask the boys that went over to the World Cup this year with Mel Meninger coach, they spent a lot of their time going back and looking at the history of Queensland, what it means to be a Queenslander, people that have come before them, sacrifices that have been made before them to make that jersey great. Um, When you look at a guy like, I mean, one of the takeaway Seabolt said he, that he probably learned the most of the Broncos was he probably didn't pay enough to tradition and I think that this is a really good example of the Bulldogs going we need to find something more than them just being professional athletes we need them to be bought into a cause that is bigger than themselves and how do you do that you do it with a guy like Josh Reynolds that truly buys in like he'll, he'll do anything for that club and all that kind of stuff. So I think it's a great signing.
3: And I mean like I have seen a lot of the comments online. Oh, he's got penalties in, him. he's got brain explosions. You think about when Canterbury's at their best. They've got shit in their game. Yeah. They're the team you got Dogs, go, of, war I don't play lit- there. Dogs of War is that's literally what they're called. Yeah.
2: Like what you think War is all fucking hunky dory like, and you, nice? You can
3: go back to, you know, Steve Mortimer's days. They were the toughest teams in the comp, the Terry Lambs, like they Think what is it the the eighty eight grand final they were playing Balmain and their best player got knocked out off screen mm. and had to be taken from the field Ellery Hamley and they just went oh I don't know yeah don't know what <laughs> happened sorry Unlucky. didn't see
2: didn't see nothing didn't see yeah um, <laughs> and then you got guys like Willie Mason Sunny Bill
3: they were ferocious
2: O'Mealy uh, Andrew Ryan like like oh
3: yeah Sunny yeah. Bill coming off the pine
2: <laughs> yeah they were really uh, just knock about blood. like they were. Out there to fucking kill you,
3: and even more recently when they went to that twenty fourteen grand final, like fucking James Graham, yeah, Cassiano, Pritchard, all these guys—they were maniacs.
2: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely.
3: McEnnis, yeah, this is who they are. Yeah, they're I know. embracing
1: who they are. Adam Perry, Corey Hughes, Jamal, <laughs> oh, Jesse, some of the great Nanai. Where do we stop with this list? <laughs> the David hasn't got a feature. Oh, I was, I was going to say, it, I thought the oh, great Sammy Perrot. I, I was like, I don't want to overkill it. <laughs> <laughs> Sammy Perrot. the great Sammy Perrot. Oh. Uh, I was just gonna say, I've just had a look through the squad. The because Bailey to, uh, Bailey's out, it's probably out of Josh Reynolds and Funamau Brown for that fourteen spot. So do you reckon? Do you reckon Reid How how long? How do you reckon Reed, Marnie's gonna play eighty minutes? First of all, and secondly, based off that question, who do you think is gonna get that fourteen role?
2: Well, I think that if they do hope Reid Marnie play eighty, I think actually Reynolds gets it because he can play in the halves. Whereas I think uh, Brown is more of a, a nine, maybe thirteen. Um, it just really depends on the rotation that they're going to go for. I personally, and we've spoken about this before. I think that like, if you can with Reed money, don't get him playing 80, get him playing. sixty five to seventy. Um I know he would want to play eighty, but I, I just reckon bring you know, just it prolongs his career. And mate, to be honest, if I'm Cameron Cerato,
3: if he's not my seventeen, I'm telling him just do what you'd normally do. Mm. Be in the huddle before the game. Yeah. Be walking around the like just be in your tracksuit. Do what you'd normally fucking do what you're good at and get the best out of everyone else around you.
2: Yeah. Agreed.
1: I'm happy with Marnie at 80. I think he's definitely got yep. him. I get the the argument to play him as a 65 minute player, but especially with this doggy s- squad structure, if this gives them, you know, another middle forward or uh, forward or a utility sort of back that they have as an option there, which you know is so vital these days. If you can get a decent utility back on your bench, mm. Marnie playing 80 allows that to happen. Yeah. Um, whereas carrying, you know, someone like New Brown or uh, Josh Reynolds makes that a little bit tougher. Mm. So because it's that same
2: 14 role. I just think that because the pace of the game has increased, I guess you'd say substantially or a, a, a decent amount. I just think that a makeup of a side, where all of our top tier ones really usually have at least one small fella on the bench to take that pace up to the next level. But if if Reed plays eighty, I don't think it's a bad thing at all. Like
1: one last thing on Josh Reynolds, the first. Belmore Oval game is in round three, so we don't have to wait long. It's Sunday afternoon, oh, and it's against the Tigers, who we just played for. So no
3: if way. Josh Reynolds is playing, just that get game, him on
2: the bench at least, just to bring they would put bums in seats. The grub.
3: When you think about his last game for Canterbury, that was it—the the farewell at Belmore. I think they played Newcastle that night. The crowd rushed onto the field and everything. And like, you think through the history of Canterbury, like how many players would have got that? Oh. And then keep in mind, Josh Reynolds is a guy that hasn't won a comp. Yep. He arrived in first grade not knowing what position he was. He was just tough. He's played halfback, hooker, five eight. Like I mean, even now, would you say he's a five eight or he's a hooker? Yeah. Like he's just a t- a good footballer that's tough.
2: Yeah, just rips and tears. Yeah, that's just it. Rips and tears. Um, so yeah, great stuff. For the doggies are uh, look. They're just doing really good things at the moment. Now look, it all means nothing. Come round one, it really all means nothing. But I, I just I'm so excited for that area, and they've got such an enthusiastic fan base as well. So I'm really excited for the doggies.